0: Hi everyone, bienvenido. Is that? That sounds so bad. I don't know, I get so nervous. Bienvenido.
1: Bienvenido. Oh my
0: god, I knew I was fucking up. Bienvenido.
1: Bien Good menudo. I
0: was thinking about the soup. That's embarrassing. welcome, bienvenido, to Movies at Midnight podcast where we discuss movies that we've watched and do some traveling inspired by their location or their themes. I'm Tanya. And I'm Jorge. And we are talking about the orphanage.
1: El Orfanato.
0: Better that the Spanish come from you, yes? No. (laughs) From 2007. Yeah, (laughs) I like this one.
1: Yeah, it's a good one.
0: It's super good. I we know I love Guillermo del Toro. He's one of the producers on this, Uh, not the director, and I think I kind of conflated that in my head. But yeah, I I wonder how much involvement he had because his themes that I've seen in other films of his are just thick in this one. (laughs) So I'm just curious. Yeah,
1: and this is one of those like really creepy movies. Definitely, it's weird because it's not jump scare horror, but it's if you were thinking about having kids adopting kids it just like kids are creepy man (laughs) here's here's some kids i don't know if this is normal but i feel like in the cartoon or in like tv and movies like kids just have imaginary friends but i'd be freaking the fuck out if the kid's like oh here's my imaginary friend and it's a name you recognize from a place you've where you heard someone died
0: yeah i'm and... curious why she shouldn't recognize any of that her friend's names we'll get into all of it but there's also like a super creepy scene when he's in the cave the the little boy simon is in the cave and he's just like whispering into a, yeah, a wall that's what corner. i mean
1: like kids are creepy if i see that
0: I mean, not all kids. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Well, I don't know. I didn't say all kids, just know, kids are creepy.
0: Kids in movies. Kids have that a do creepy
1: shit are creepy.
0: Sure. Absolutely. Because yeah. who isn't creepy when they're doing creepy shit?
1: I don't know. If, but I mean, if you hear <laughs> some person down the street died, and then like you have a kid over and they're like, oh, I'm talking to so and so, and that's that person's name. Get the holy water, get the burn the sage, call the priest.
0: I'm not arguing with you. I'm not calling any priest, but I'm not (laughs) arguing with you on the, the creepiness factor. Interestingly, the more I think about this movie, I I kinda don't so like some the themes are like death, loss, revenge, motherly love, love in general, but I don't really think it's about grief. As much as other movies. Obviously, there's like that time period, but uh, during the time where maybe there should be a lot of grief, the mother never gives up hope. So I see the through line of ghosts that is in a lot of Guillermo del Toro's movies. I think it's more about like what the ghost represents, and I think it's about hope and hope living in a beautiful memory born out of death and loss, (laughs) cruelty and revenge because he's pretty much said this, like come out and said this in other movies. Uh, ghosts are like a moment in time, frozen in time, an emotion frozen, uh, something that just keeps repeating. So um, I want to delve more into that once we get further in, but I like this idea of the ghosts not really being sentient. They're more these things, these ideas, these memories stuck in time that you can change or you can let fester. Because sometimes in this movies, ghosts are not great. But more often than not, they're they're good things and they're trying to warn people or they're they're a good memory of something at
1: least in this one
0: yeah um, and some of his other ones i'm thinking the same thing like they're always these terrifying looking ghosts i'm thinking of devil's backbone crimson peak but they're there to warn them about something it's it's a fascinating way to think about ghosts when we're all over here like (gasps) scary run away get the holy water as jorge said
1: That's for the evil spirits, for the creepy kids. (laughs) They're all creepy. Get the exorcist out of them. And then the other thing that I thought from this movie, just how we all love to secretly tell secrets. And in this movie, like secrets lead to demise or to something bad.
0: Kind of. I feel like, well, I'm not sure what, what secrets you're specifically referencing, but. When I'm thinking back of it, it's like his friends pretty much told us, and Simon told us pretty early on in the movie what was gonna happen, and we'll get into it. But he like right comes right out and says, "This is gonna happen to me, one third in." Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're like, "Oh, that's a child." Spoilers:
1: He gonna die.
0: Okay, (laughs) yeah, he says, "I am going." My ghost friends told me that I'm going to die young, or I won't ever grow up, which is such a
1: see what i mean like how creepy is that Your like child is like by the way i'm just my imaginary friend just told me like i'm never actually going to grow up i get to be like peter pan because they're referencing peter pan and how wendy grows up but the rest of them don't
0: the lost children don't yeah but what a beautiful way to say i'm going to die Yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was
1: very very creative for sure. I mean, for a child who probably doesn't quite understand death and something that we find out about Simon is that he's HIV positive. So we, the audience, are already thinking, like, is he going to be able to grow up? But now Mm. he's facing it. Not to always think "It it was all in their heads, right? Like, you wake up from the movie and if the ghosts are just a imagery or a symbolism of the things that we don't want to deal with or our minds can't comprehend you know what one can argue that the ghosts weren't really there and some of the actions that happened it's just them finding out the information from those secrets that were kept and then acted upon yeah their emotions
0: that is possibly true because you you could explain everything away there is a scene with later with a ghost you think it's tomas but if you look at the timeline it's it's definitely simon those are all my opening thoughts i kind of just want to get into it because we're already (laughs) jumping into it so i'm going to get into the summary and i throw up the timestamp where you can skip it great sorry in advance for all the butchering of the spanish names (laughs) a group of friends play together in an orphanage in spain one girl lara is adopted Thirty years later, she returns to the orphanage with her husband, Carlos, and seven-year-old son, Simon. She wants to reopen the orphanage as a facility for disabled children. Simon claims to make a group of friends who his parents believe imaginary. One of these friends is named Tomas, and Simon draws pictures of him with a sack covering his face. An elderly social worker. Beninga visits the family to discuss Simon, and we learn he is adopted and HIV-positive. Lara, suspicious, asks her to leave, but later that night, when investigating noise outside, she finds the old woman in her shed with a shovel. Beninga runs away before confronted. Simon tells Lara about a game his new friends taught him. You must find something they took following their clues. If you win, they will grant you one wish. Lara and Simon play, Finding his adoption papers. Angered, Simon tells her he will die soon, according to his new friends. During a promotional party for the orphanage's opening, Simon and Lara bite and he disappears. Lara is attacked by a small boy wearing a sack mask and locked in the bathroom. When she gets out, she searches frantically for Simon. Unable to find him, police suggest he was abducted by the elderly social worker who is, in fact, Not a social worker at all. That night, she hears a loud bang in the walls. Six months later, Laura sees the old woman, Beninga, in the street. Before she can confront her, Beninga is hit and killed by a vehicle. The police find that Beninga worked at the orphanage as a young woman. She had a son named Tomas, who she kept hidden due to a facial deformity. After Lara's adoption, her friends took Tomás out to a cave by the sea and stole his sack mask. Too embarrassed to leave the cave, he drowned when the tides came in. Lara invites ghost hunters to the house to perform a seance. Carlos is growing tired and wants to accept his son's death, but Lara believes he is still alive. She finds the bones of her old friends in the shed. Beninga had poisoned them for killing her son Tomás. Carlos begs Lara to leave, but she wants to stay two more nights alone. She starts to play a childhood game, and her ghostly friends appear. They lead her to a hidden door under the stairs. She finds Simon dead, wearing the sack mask. While searching for Simon during the party, she accidentally blocked the hidden door with objects, trapping him in the secret room. Then, that night, while trying to escape, Simon fell, breaking his neck, and causing the noise Lara heard in the walls. Lara overdoses on pills. She finds Simon and all her friends in the orphanage as it was 30 years ago. Simon asks her to stay and take care of them. She happily agrees and begins to tell them a story. Carlos visits a memorial dedicated to Lara, Simon, and the murdered orphans. That's the end. I don't know why I cannot say Lara. <laughs> with Laura. A sp- with a Spanish accent. It is so difficult. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, we, we open with... Something we reference a lot <laughs> the-
1: in our personal life.
0: Right, right, right. Uno, dos, tres. Toco la pared. It's like red light, green light. Yeah. But you go one, two, three, knock on the wall. And then you turn around and your friends are closer.
1: And when you play red light, green light, are you looking at the people? Or do you like turn around? Because like when, no, when she around. goes to knock, she's like has their back, right? So she can't see who's getting closer and yeah. closer.
0: You say red light oh no wait red lights when you look duh because they're stopping you say red light and then you turn and go green light hey we watch squid games you know how it works
1: right but that was in korean and oh. the doll was like singing some song
0: oh yeah that's right it was i think it's a pretty creepy opening but it's also melancholy i don't know it's just probably the music and having already seen it and know knowing what's going to happen It just there is creepiness to it but it's also sad i wonder if the creepiness is because these are murderous children well, I know it was a prank gone wrong I don't, I don't I think it's sad well, on all uh, ends
1: who knows but that's what I mean about the creepiness about this movie where there's so much tension or the scenes are so tense where I'm waiting for the jump scare but the jump scare never actually comes but I also don't get the you open the, the mirror and no, nothing's behind you to get the sigh of relief where it's just I feel like I'm at a slightly elevated state for I, most of the movie
0: so very effective then i right. think i think the final or the final and only it's not a real jump scare but if you would call it a jump scare is the gut punch that she inadvertently killed her own son
1: <laughs> that's not yeah, funny that i mean th- there's a part where like Thomas, if we're gonna say puts the key up on the door and I, that's like another little jump scare that's type true, thing yeah. but
0: there it's more so
1: so ominous and like i said like i find kids playing extremely creepy we've seen it in other movies where like you're in a dream state and you just see kids playing to me that's not a good sign
0: it's weird that we would find children so creepy when we once were children because it's like i don't find old people that creepy i know some people do but it's like wouldn't you think you'd find older people creepier than children because you've been a child but you have not yet been an old person
1: yeah and i don't know if it's because, you know, it's called the orphanage. So we're assuming the kids, they're the orphans. And it's like, does that make them creepier? Because, like, they've been close to death because their parents have died. We, we see that these are not just kids, but they're, like, kids with some sort of, like, disability. Like, we know one of them can't hear. We know there's a girl who has difficulty seeing because she puts her hands on them to, like, know who who they are and i think there's a kid with like braces yeah on his on, on his, his legs. feet yeah
0: i was gonna say i wonder if the uncomfortability of orphans comes from not knowing how to interact with someone like that a at that age and b having such loss at that age you just don't know what to say and it's just like this like you said immense amount of tenseness not necessarily tense from fear but like tense just from i don't want to say the wrong thing i don't want to upset anyone here it's just a very like ugh, ham-fisted like ah.
1: and then it it makes me wonder what laura's disability is because it's like she's we don't really hear or the the movie doesn't tell us oh she has x so it's like why was she there because she's the only one that we hear that got adopted
0: yeah i don't know if she had i don't know if they all had anything i'm I'm thinking not, but yeah, she. there is that theme because she does then later want to open reopen the orphanage for children with disabilities, but not as an orphanage, just as a facility to help, right?
1: Well, well it's weird because when we see the opening scene, we see them playing and there's like six kids and... When she comes back with her husband and Simone, it's like, oh, she wants to reopen it. But she's saying, I only want, like, six kids. Yeah. And the house is massive. I, I can't beautiful. imagine that you yeah. can host m- much more than six kids. But she's saying, no, no, I only want a few kids. Like, just enough. I guess, like, Simone doesn't have a lot of friends. So it's like, is are you just hosting kids so that he has kids to play with? Or are you trying to rehabilitate these kids? Because she makes it seem like she doesn't just want kids. she want, like special needs kids to help them because you know that's where she came from yeah so that's why i wonder what her disability or why why would she be there it's it's hard to say
0: yeah i thought maybe it was just what she was used to and that's what she that's the environment that she grew up in and that's where she felt home was so she kind of wanted to go back and recreate it and that's how she saw best to do so we cut to the title card reveal, and this, like, uncanny valley of hands ripping the wallpaper away. El Orfanato. And I was wondering, oh, is there a hand motif in this? But, I don't know, I guess it's just, like, ripping away, maybe it's more like, oh, we're ripping away the surface to reveal the secrets behind things that aren't necessarily open, because of Simon being adopted and his HIV, because they tell him to take his parents, give him pills, but they don't really tell him why. But like later he finds out if you don't take him, you'll die. So it's like, well, you weren't telling him that initially, but he is, what, seven? So. Yeah, he's a
1: little kid. And then I wonder, because like, do they pose it? Oh, here, here's your vitamins. Because I feel like my parents used to be like, oh, take your vitamin C tablet every day. You had to do that.
0: We start, okay, we start this next bit of the film after the intro. So what, like 30 years have passed. And yeah, because
1: Laura has grown up.
0: Yeah. And they—it looks like they're first arriving at the home. They're having work done. Simon is telling her about all these friends he met, and she's like, "Aren't you a little old for imaginary friends?" And I was like, "That's exactly like what the mom said to Ophelia in *Pan's Labyrinth*, but about fairy, fairy tales and stories." She's like, "Aren't you a little old for these books?" So but I'm, I'm like, like, "At
1: what age do you like? Should you? I mean, he's a little kid. Know. This yeah. is the this is the age to have imaginary friends, no?" I don't know. I don't know. I never had an imaginary friend, so I'm, I'm not sure. I grew up with siblings, uh, so I feel like I always had someone to play with because the dad, uh, Carlos, he's like he's making friends up because he's lonely and bored. like what is a kid to do? Like kids want to play? And it doesn't seem like there's a whole bunch of toys for him to play, which is kind of surprising because here's an orphanage, like shouldn't there be some kids I mean some like toys.
0: It's true, because he has, like, he has this little treasure trove of treasures that he shows his mom mm. later, and one of them is a wrapper of an ice cream bar he ate, and I'm like, oh, oh no, you remind Poor me of Simone. Bob from Bob's Burgers <laughs> when he's, like, showing his kids his toys, and it's like a soap bar <laughs> shaved into a dog, and they're like, oh, you had a terrible childhood.
1: <laughs> he's oh, like, no, god. no, oh
0: my god, I did. <laughs> um, Yeah. I do like this. It's set in the most beautiful setting. They're right by a beach. Like, you have to walk away to so get to the beach from the orphanage, but it's hilly, there's lots of cliffs, there's this cave. It's just beautiful, and I really like this when Lara and Simon are walking to the beach. I guess this is a game that they play a lot. He gives her three words, and then she has to make up a story about it. I thought that was super cute. I want to do that on our walks. It, it kind of reminded me of we tried to play that say, a Man game, where it's oh, like, yeah. I am a poisonous snake slithering through the grass. I think that one, I think it's interesting. It just, I need some more rules. <laughs> it feels too open-ended, shall we say. But
1: oh, Right, because the final answer is always a little bit of hope. Black
0: hole. <laughs> no, yeah, hope. Hope, yeah, yeah what hope, I think this is, is about.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like, I guess it is a little kid way to not be as creative he's like a pirate and a boat and a treasure like those are your three words i to... forgot what he
0: said but yeah he'll get there he'll be more yeah, like i said
1: maybe, maybe he's a little kid but I don't...
0: he is <laughs> I-
1: i'm not sure what the symbol of the seashells are but they're kind of like either dropping seashells or we end up seeing a trail of it which i was like oh is that to like find your way home that
0: creeped me out so bad so no actually i think that's so they go to the cave and this is the really creepy scene when simon is talking in the corner nothing much happens of it but he's like i found a new friend and my new friend is tomas because that's where tomas died
1: right and And, well in laura's defense like this happened post her yeah
0: you know adoption so. so So then, Simon actually he gathers up the seashells and leaves them behind like breadcrumbs. So I think that's another fairy tale reference to maybe Hansel and Gretel. And then this is what creeped me out even more because then the next day, someone opens the door and the whole, there's just a huge yeah, pile. And I'm like, seashells. you let him in? You let right. the bad thing in? But right. He's not really bad. They need but... to
1: be invited.
0: They exactly. Can't just come in. I was getting so vampire vibes. Said, yeah. You like, said, come on into you my said, home. Come
1: on in. So, oh,
0: it's so good. The visuals are so good. Like that what a great way to say you've let a ghost into your house without saying it mm-hmm. with words. Yeah. Uh, yep. We get our visit from the social worker, Beninga. 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 Yeah. Yeah, you're kind of like why why are you here? I guess I don't know why social workers make calls in Spain. But other than like what an occasional checkup, if they're showing up at your place, it's not good. Right. Well, I mean, There's they just you. An
1: well, and so we don't know when Simon was adopted. That's true. So it's like what confuses me is so when they adopted Simon, if it hasn't been that long, I can see why Beninga would or a social worker, because later on we find out she wasn't a social worker, shows up to just check in on the family. And they're like, hey, you're moving. OK, we're going to come in and check in on you guys. It's kind of weird that they show up like a few days after you moved in. I would imagine that the house would be a mess. And it's like, dude, do we really have time for this? But
0: And all her paperwork is old. Right. So that's weird.
1: (laughs) This is what I mean where one can argue if they're like, oh, ghosts don't exist. I'm uh, much more in the I believe in science type thing, right? So the afterlife doesn't exist. And it's... Even, even the, the movie poses it that when Beninga is talking to Laura, that Simon is eavesdropping. So he's like by and he's hearing them talk. Yeah. And so we hear that Beninga pretty much does the mic drop and it's like, I know that he's adopted.
0: That's true because then after that, I think is when they play the game. So the ghost supposedly takes something of yours and leave a bunch of clues. One clue leaves to the next to next to next. And obviously, while, while Simone and Laura are running around the house looking for everything, she's like, you did this, like, what are we after? And it totally could be, because what does it lead to? It leads exactly to his adoption papers. Yeah. And yeah, they do. They set everything up in a really good way, which is also something that Guillermo del Toro, I feel like, does a lot he tells a story that is ambiguous enough that you could go either way as Mm -hmm. the audience yeah and then
1: that's what makes it great right like you can satisfy both and you purposely don't tell your audience which one it is right like and it's up to the audience to decide is it in their head or are the ghosts real because carlos is much more on the this is all in his head he came like he's the one that says it like he is making up friends because he's bored he heard you talking to Beninga. He doesn't know how to confront you about it. So he created this game, which now I'm like, ooh, I want to steal some of your things and put some clues throughout the house so that you can find them.
0: Yeah, I was, I was smiling because Carlos has some really funny one-liners that we'll get to when we get to yeah. it.
1: And then Laura, on the other hand, she's very pro-believes in these ghosts because when Carlos is like, hey, there's some weird shit going. Simone's been missing for like six months. We're never going to find him. We need to get out of this house. And she's like, "Nope, give me two days." There's some supernatural stuff. She's the one that invites the medium over. So I feel like here are the two sides that yeah. are
0: because he probably just wants closure at this point. He right. wants to move on. Yeah,
1: because I mean that's the the and other movies have said it. The worst thing for a parent, other than like a child's death, is a child's missing. Because yeah. at least then you do have the closure. You know, whether you bury on to that someone home. right, and you're always like, "No, they're." My child is still out there, which is what Laura's feeling for Simone in this movie.
0: Uh, but Laura throws out the social worker because, I don't know, she's just like senses something off with her and she's just like, can you leave? And I'm like, can you ask a social worker to Yeah, can. Really? Like you can just throw him out? She's like,
1: I'm going to write this down in my report. I know, right?
0: <laughs> but then that night we hear some banging and I was, at first I was like, wait, why is it happening now? But then I think it's probably Benigna beninga beninga coming back multiple yeah. nights to try and remove the evidence of the murdered children
1: which is so weird like why would you wait this long like did you assume the it was orphanage abandoned. was abandoned be... right so did she assume like it was always gonna be abandoned and now she's like oh shit somebody moved in she's
0: really old so, so she probably thought she'd die before anyone would find that and she <laughs> it is a really good jump scare because uh there you go so there are some jump scares. Um, 'Cause Lada goes out and she goes into the shed and then we just see like I think she has a flashlight or something and we just see it shine on the old woman's face and she's like <gasps> But then the way she shuffled away and just like ran with her shovel it was so good. It was just like do 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 but I'm sure I mean I wouldn't chase her either, but like, that's weird. I'm not dealing with that. I'm calling the police, which I think she does. I know she calls him later. Yeah, she well she calls them after when,
1: when Simone is missing.
0: Mm, okay. The next day, we have the, the game that Simone and Lara play, and that's when they find out about his adoption and that he's HIV positive. And this is where he says that his friends say he won't grow old. But I did think it was so funny because they sit him down to talk to him, and they're like, Listen, we, we were always going to tell you this, we just weren't going to tell you this soon, this young. And they talk to him, and he goes, What are you going to tell me next? That Father Christmas is a lie. <laughs> De es Mira, Simon. Simon is so freaking cute he's like the cutest child ever oh my god I can't stand it I wish he was in more of the movie it is really sad he's like oh it's a, like you're lying to me you don't love me and then it's just like oh no that's like the beginning of the end for Simon
1: so one thing that I found a little bit odd is So if Simone is talking to these ghosts and the ghosts know he's going to die young, but Simone also tells Laura that she's going to grow old.
0: Maybe he already meant like you are old. Oh yeah. For for a kid,
1: yeah. You're so old. Any adult is already considered old. So maybe it's something like that. But I get the sense like Laura was going to grow old and die and Simone was going to die a child. But spoilers, uh, Laura ends up dying at the end of the film yeah so she never got to grow old either but i don't know for for a kid 30 is probably old
0: yeah i think she's 37 i if i recall correctly
1: yeah so then it's like orphanage tryouts where is this a thing like when orphanages open up are they like bring the orphans from the surrounding towns and let me talk to them and see which six are gonna make it
0: but also it's like are these your parents with you because they all have chaperones that feel like parents i don't know maybe it's like if you need special care and your parents can't handle it send them here yeah
1: Uh, i'm I'm not sure what the the metrics that they use to like how they even contact these because we don't know where they lived before right so we don't know if this is a new town for them or they just move you know 15 minutes into this orphanage or whatever but i was just like that's so weird because You know, we we just watched The Orphan, and they go to The Orphan. But I never thought, like, where do The Orphans come from? And it seemed like there was a lot more than six kids there.
0: Yeah, that is kind of messed up. It's like, ooh, tryouts for The Orphan.
1: And and so maybe it's like they reached out to a few, maybe some hospitals, where they're like, hey, we want to host six kids. Because these are also special needs kids.
0: They are all wearing masks, though, which Does that make them feel more comfortable? Like they can be more themselves? I would assume
1: so. Is it?
0: Is it? Because, you know, later it it will seem less weird that there's a a kid wearing a full on sack on his over his face. I don't it just seemed I don't know. I was like, that's a choice. Okay, we're Mm -hmm. we're doing a meet and greet,
1: but everyone's wearing masks. And I I would get behind like kids feel safer.
0: Yeah, but the parents are wearing them, too.
1: And maybe that's to, like, to make everybody feel better about it. Because you're trying to hide. Well, I wouldn't say you're trying to hide, but... No. It's easier to interact with other people when they can't see who you really are.
0: Hmm. Yeah. For something that feels like it's going to be very intimate and your home for a long time, I-, I guess you could ease yourself into it. It just seems very, like, let me build up walls from the get-go. So Lara and Simon fight and she slaps him in the face. Can we not do that what i was just oh you want to take care of people's children you can't slap people yeah
1: where's the social worker now oh my
0: gosh but yeah so they get in a fight oh but it's simon wanted to show her tomas's little house Mm -hmm. and it's like uh okay sure some other random thing he made up and she's like no i can't and he gets mad at her because she won't give him the time of day and now it seems like he doesn't even want more kids there he wants all of her attention So So the
1: parents say.
0: I think Carlos alludes to it or says it. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe it's true. Maybe not. I don't know. She's upstairs alone for some reason. And we get the iconic Tomas outfit with the sack. It is so phenomenal. I love it so much. You really don't need to do much to make something creepy. It is just like a testament to just like different art direction and what you can do like you can make these fantastical beasts like in pan's labyrinth super imaginative and creepy or you can throw a sack over a kid's head and it's just as creepy and it creates like such. kids a- in
1: general are creepy you don't need a whole lot <laughs> it's the but it's, it's also the the bag and it, it's it's keeping it simple you don't need blood and gore to make something scary
0: you can but mean, you can right you don't need you don't it, need so. it yet
1: it's uh maximize the use of what you got right like michael myers was that <laughs> Shatner William Shatner mask, mask. so so it's like so simple yet now it's iconic and i don't know how many people would think that tomas's mask is iconic
0: it's but, iconic to me <laughs> right
1: like i i would i would instant instantly recognize it but it also remembers it reminds me of um
0: trigger treat yeah Sam. there's that there's
1: that little kid in the orange jumpsuit Yeah, that's, so I can but see I, actually i don't think that's an actual little kid
0: it's it, like a i think it was like a pumpkin alien? demon yeah, or yeah, something a, something
1: else yeah <laughs>
0: yeah i guess upon first watch you're like oh my gosh it's tomas but this is before simon goes missing and yeah i think that i think it's simon and because she approaches him and she goes to lift up the mask and he shoves her into the mm-hmm. into the a very bathroom uh, yeah yeah. And slams the door on her fingers and then when she oh, finally yeah. gets them loose she like twists and falls into the bathtub and i was just like damn Simone, you wrecked her
1: mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: like what the fuck
1: had it coming
0: oh i don't know about that we don't he left her combat violence or violence left him. go to therapy <laughs> talk it out yeah when she finally gets out oh it's kind of embarrassing too because she finally gets out but she gets out because carlos lets her out okay he's like gonna privately and be like what the hell happened let's no there's a gr- there's a crowd of people behind them and i'm like oh yeah. well, no it's one's- opening
1: day at the orphanage so why are you upstairs in
0: the bathroom area like yeah. no one is sending their kids here and then definitely not now because she goes to look for simon and rightfully starts freaking out but now she's tearing masks off mm. children's faces and i'm like mm, that's yeah. not a good look <laughs> So this is where she goes into that door under the stairs. My parents had a house that had storage under the stairs. It was really cool. Uh, There wasn't a secret room to the basement, I don't believe. As far as you know. As far as I knew, correct.
1: Someone welded it shut for your protection.
0: Well, at least there are other ways to get to the basement. Did you try
1: ripping the wallpaper and see if there was a door?
0: No, because there's a door like right down the hallway that went to the basement. It was fine. But yeah, she like knocks over some poles or something and they make a point of it. Not like a point enough that you would notice.
1: Yeah, they just show it. But yeah, I, I didn't it. I didn't think much of it my first time watching it. That is that's, Simone's demise. What is it? The last nail in the coffin.
0: Hell yeah, that's sad. But yeah, so she starts looking everywhere else and she goes out to the beach because I think the tide's coming in, and she is running through the water and she does see someone in the cave. And I'm wondering No, it can't be Simone yet because he's still alive because he dies that night when you hear the thud.
1: Spoilers. Oh,
0: I gave the review, the summary. Uh, So I guess it must be Tomas. That's
1: what I would imagine. And and that's the thing. Like, is it a figment of her her imagination? You're seeing what you want to see? Or is that really like Tomas's spirit? mm -hmm. And he's there watching her. Although I feel like he's somewhat, not omnipresent, but he can leave now because he has his mask. It's not like we saw a kid without a mask and then he was in the house.
0: But she twists her ankle real bad. It's disgusting. And then uh, she's in a boot in a wheelchair.
1: For like a scene.
0: (laughs) Well, because then it skips to six months later.
1: Oh, right.
0: But that night she's wheeling around the house and she hears the huge the a loud thud but it did sound like it was on the second floor because she's on the second floor and i'm like isn't he in the basement i don't know it's I, fine
1: i don't know i feel like it's old houses like the Maybe. noise resonate like it's weird because w- when we watch the boy right the voices go through the um, what do you call the the vents where i'm oh, like okay yeah. th- this orphanage i highly doubt has central air and uh, heating but there's channels within the walls, so I. It's weird, cause like when they open this door, tomas's pal, what what do you call it? His, house, his, his little his house. His house is massive. Yeah, it like is. Wh- What is this room? Yeah, so, I was like, why? It's like a that- bat cave. Do all like mansions or like manors have this hidden away maybe. underground space?
0: Well, maybe it was their basement, and then. I don't know. It got like blocked off over the year The children were obviously never allowed to go into the basement, and especially with Tomas being there, and then it, just people forgot it was there, and Laura never knew it was there because she was never allowed to go in it as a child. I don't
1: know. Yeah.
0: It's the basement.
1: Yeah. She she hears some sounds, but I'm like, was he screaming? Wouldn't he have been like, mom, mom, dad, dad, somebody come help? And, think. and it's like maybe he was doing that, but nobody heard him. So by nighttime, his voice was just gone mm. and so then you end up with some gravy
0: <gasps> that's true there was a very loud party and she left the house pretty soon after and twisted her ankle and then went to the hospital so all that yeah. time with him alone in the basement because they call the police and the police suggest that Benig- Beninga beniga abducted him because she is not a social worker and you know why else would she be there She's being weird. She was digging in my shed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, that is the working theory. Oh, this is another thing. I I forget about this. There Before we cut to the six months, Lara finds a doll in Simone's bed. So, I am I was wondering oh, is that the kickoff to the ghost games? I took something of yours. Come find it.
1: Yep. But she never does.
0: Well, she does eventually in the end. Right. She does six end up playing later. that game. Right. But I'm just curious if that doll was the first clue yeah Yeah. i'm
1: pretty sure that was oh because it
0: led her to the the window seat okay good storytelling Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) the doll goes to the picture that takes her to the rose It goes to the what the hell did i write (laughs) the garment to candy to the doorknob
0: oh that doorknob
1: and then the key
0: all right there you go which leads her
1: to the shed
0: that was a side quest. Oh,
1: side get quest. into yeah, it. Yeah, when you're exploring, make sure you do side quests, not just the main quest. No,
0: because the final key was the doorknob, and that eventually leads to that secret door. Mm-hmm. But she was looking everywhere in the house, couldn't find it, and then goes out to the shed to check it. And then that's when she finds the body. So I'm like, that's the side quest, because then she doesn't pick up the, the searching game again for a couple of days. But we're jumping ahead. Six months later, we are in therapy we've seen they Lada's still looking i think carlos is probably begrudgingly still looking wishing that they could move on but you know he's helping her out
1: well the, the weird part is uh they never had kids stay in the orphanage so could what you happened? really
0: after that hey our son went missing but don't worry yours right. will be fine with us Well, so
1: i don't know if you'd advertise as our like like your son is going to be fine these are like kids that don't have parents right so well,
0: i'm a little iffy on that if you recall. Right, I don't know. Yeah. I
1: don't know. Interesting to call it an orfanato and not just like a child daycare. I guess. Well, I don't know if they did once. But yeah, I mean, maybe the freak out was like this particular batch of kids isn't coming here. But you would think that they would have tried again.
0: I think because that little... was
1: like her life goal is to open, reopen the orphanage.
0: Well, goal, goals shift when your only child disappears? I guess so. I think she's a little... Sidetracked. She's a little. She has some. That maybe not sidetracked. Yeah, she has I mean, other things on her mind.
1: It it might be very difficult to open up an orphanage if your child died, and now you're like, yeah, maybe thing? feel a little bit inept.
0: Yeah, but Lara is in group therapy. They're discussing how she sees hints of Simon, and she, you know, talking about ghosts and stuff. And this is why I don't think it's about grief because other people were saying. Other people in the support group are like, yeah, me too. When my child died or something like that, I saw them for the first month or so too, and, and I'm and like, she's like,
1: no, this is not what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, I'm like, I'm different. I'm not like you guys. <laughs> I my ghosts are real. You're just stupid. You're not special like me.
1: That was like, wow, Loda, that's pretty fucked up.
0: It is. But then I realized, yeah, we're supposed to believe her. We're supposed to be on her side and be like, no, no, no she's right all these people are wrong i mean unless you subscribe to you your yeah like oh no it's all in her head and she's making right. it up but i i like to believe well the maybe ghosts. the
1: support group is going to be all the spin-offs of this movie where we get to see their ghosts
0: i i think the ghosts are real in my in my mind when i watch this movie the ghosts are real to me yeah and <laughs> so randomly they're in a the city or something and they see meninga <laughs> Crossing the street with a stroller, she like sees Lara and just stops in the middle of the street. Gets hit by I think by an ambulance. What the fuck?
1: Didn't even have the siren going, right?
0: It like, but it plowed in her. I'm just like, who's, who's not paying attention? But it's a it's a pretty gross scene because her jaw is like dislocated. Carlos is a doctor, so he was. You don't see her face at first he's giving her cpr back Blech. in the day where you still breathe into their mouths and then he right, like this pulls
1: 2007 his...
0: yeah he pulls his face up blood and you're like oh and then they show her face and it's just like her jaw is detached so uh that's great but the stroller went under the ambulance so laura thinks simona's in there and she's like runs over and it's like i want this doll it's a little tomas doll yeah it's so cute i guess that was just to close out her storyline
1: well no her storyline continues
0: no i mean um benin right well i mean the information about her continues i guess so i don't think you need to randomly see her in the street and then have her get murdered to find all that out
1: i think it was a way to remind the audience oh yeah this character existed because then all of a sudden, the police found all the information. Oh yeah. This and this is one of the gripes that I have with this movie. Where <laughs> okay, so so they're orphans. Theoretically, we can say, like the movies tell us, there's nobody there looking for them, right? If an orphan goes missing, who's there to be like a child has gone missing? So the workers, right? Like o- other than them, so. Yeah. And just to err on the side of caution and being more conservative, in the picture that they show us, there is more than six kids, right? Like, there's Maybe. there's some rando kids. It could have been staff. Well, well, well I mean, like, and then there's staff. And it looks like there's at least five-plus staff members. Maybe. And then, because Laura was like, oh, this was so-and-so, this is so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, do you recognize this Her. woman in the yeah. back? And it's like, I, I don't know. because Apparently, she had just started working relatively soon from when laura was adopted and then left the orphanage Mm -hmm. so that's who's there and then the kids play the the trick on tomas where they take the mask and he ends up dying so now we have one kid that's that's a missing Mm -hmm. and so beninga would definitely be like where the hell is my son where's that missing child's police report was there ever like how did the police not see? Oh, yeah, there was a missing report that was filed
0: because she hit him. No one even knew that she had a child. I think that's how they discuss that,
1: but like the orphanage would know, right? Like,
0: uh, it may they make it sound like she s- didn't tell him she had a child, stole him into the, well, the I mean, building in the dead know. of night.
1: So it's like the kids know, but the staff doesn't.
0: Yeah, children are children keep their secrets, Jorge. Yeah, I don't know.
1: That's they that's probably mighty sus. found him and
0: killed me. him on the same day. So
1: then the kids are like, score. We ended up getting away with murder by killing the one kid that theoretically doesn't exist.
0: I don't think that's but, how they were thinking. They were just bullying as well, yeah, kids so like, do.
1: And then we get this like memory where Beninga ends up poisoning the kids. Which I'm like, okay, is she the chef? Or we don't really know what she was doing there. But now you have six kids or five because laura's the six that died or went missing because then then we find out that after they were poisoned so it's like did they go to bed they died Beninga's like let me go cremate them no because she their bones are full intact well so the bones are there but like doesn't laura find the ashes
0: was that ashes or maybe she, i thought I maybe, maybe, she maybe just it's hit dirt. her in, in cement because or... like
1: in in 30 years would the body decay like that
0: yeah why not
1: okay i don't know i
0: feel like bodies decay way faster if you leave them out in the open i know that they weren't necessarily because yeah, i mean they, they, but... they said
1: they were in the shed so it's like now you have five kids that are missing the staff would have been like whoa we got some missing kids but maybe they're like oh shit the the inspections coming in we better tell them that we're in order or they're gonna shut us down for losing five kids or maybe that's
0: what shut down the orphanage you know she fled and yeah. they're like we can't take accountability for this. We don't know what happened. They said you're not reputable anymore, and, and I, I they were shutting like you down.
1: Then during this police investigation, they should have said like, "Hey, after you left, weird shit happened. Six kids went missing. The orphanage was shut down." Because they—I don't even know if they tell us why the orphanage was shut down to begin with.
0: No, they don't. So, to my memory, but you know, she she enters. Lara's home under false pretenses so I have a feeling she's used to making up names and creating new identities for herself. Beninga? Yeah. We do find out after her death that Tomas was her son and those children pulled a prank on him, took him to the cave, and then stole his mask and that's where he drowned because he would rather die than have people see his face. It's terrible. Terrible lesson for your children. So this scene, okay, so this next section of film for me is a little like I could skip it. It feels like we're veering off track. Uh Lara goes to this lecture of I don't know, a say a ghost hunter like a or, something. Medium
1: or something. It's the Spanish version of Insidious. What's yeah. that lady's name? Oh
0: yeah yeah, where Because yeah. she has like they had the whole setup. She has
1: those two guys, they're setting up they the do. cameras. It
0: was Okay, so what was interesting first was she goes to a lecture and this guy's giving a lecture on doppelgangers and how they're a passport to the other world. And we don't really touch on doppelgangers, do we, in this, right? So I'm like, hmm, are yeah, we th- like...
1: This isn't like there was twins or... Yeah.
0: I was like, maybe they're setting up this idea for another film in the future. Because <laughs> I was like, I kind of want to delve more into that. What do you mean it's a passport into the, to another world? What does that mean? But we don't get into that. She just talks to him and about doing a seance or something at the orphanage and he has a crew so they bring him like you said everyone's setting things up and this is one of the lines that i thought was really funny from carlos is because you know carlos is a skeptic and he's like i don't believe this woman there's one woman who's gonna sense everything and feel everything and let them know what happened someone says like oh if there's anything anyone here she's gonna see it and carlos is like if there's anything here i hope we all see it
1: (inaudible) Si hay algo que ver, espero que lo veamos todos. Oh,
0: yes, Carlos, same. But so true. Like
1: I don't know. Like
0: Savage. No, it's from a skeptic, like
1: I'm more in the skeptic side, but I would be terrified to be proven wrong. So I don't know if I want to be in that situation. I
0: don't think he was really expecting to see ghosts. He's just saying, like, oh, if you say you see something, I better fucking see it too, or else I'm gonna call bull on you. (laughs) Yeah, don't give me that bullshit. Oh, I felt something.
1: (laughs) But I guess it it is during this seance because um so Laura wants her to reach out to the spirit of Tomas because she was like, oh, Simon has talked to him. So talk to him to find out where Simone is. And during this process is where we actually find out about the other five kids that die.
0: Okay, so yeah, that makes sense then why it would be a memory and why we would get so much information from a, from a medium rather than the police because she hasn't even found the bodies yet
1: because the police are stupid
0: Mm -hmm. i don't know they're fine we don't really see enough of them to know what their deal is
1: maybe i'm gonna call an orphanage or two in my area and be like yo do you have records of how many kids are there would they tell me that can you i feel like
0: you're gonna get put on a list i don't know can you not
1: maybe i'll google (gasps) this incognito someone let me know is there like a public registry of like? orphans in your area orphans near me like google oh it my god,
0: orphans near me that sounds like the worst well i just feel ad. like no i just see that as <laughs> well, an app yeah, orphans that's... near me
1: yeah find v- your next very child cringy app for... but it's just like i find it hard to believe that six kids went missing and nobody knows
0: no you're right i agree so... with you
1: and it's like okay 30 years before 2007 is what 77 it isn't that that long ago right
0: well i guess someone somewhere says during this whole sequence that ghosts are a trace a knot an echo repeated which is a repeated Mm -hmm. theme of ghosts in in films that we'll say guillermo del toro has a hand in because i don't know how much this is his film versus the director's but i did want to say like a theme is the kindness of ghosts versus the cruelty of humanity So this is different than a lot of them. But we'll say the Devil's Backbone and Pan's Laverne are both set during war periods. And you think these ghosts are bad. But really what's the bad is all the humans around you. So I was also thinking that because it's like this echo or this idea that's stuck, you who interact with it as a living human being can kind of affect it. And you can grow it into something different. Or you can like apply emotions to it that make it kinder because some of these ghosts have been the way that they've died or the circumstances that have caused their demise have been really tragic and kind of evil. So it's like why would that echo be good? It's created out of an evilness. So I'm almost like And then like the kids don't deserve in my opinion, don't didn't deserve to die, but it's not like they didn't do a terrible thing themselves. But when we interact with them, do you like them? I think, ultimately, they're trying to help Lara find Simon and reunite everyone. So I think, in a way, it's, like, your own interpretation of what this memory, aka ghost, is. And that's, like, recreating it into something, not pleasant, but, you know, like, palatable. Something good. Something there to help you.
1: Balance has been restored. Maybe. See, and and I kind of see, at least from the, the kid's ghost point of view, is that Simon is the side quest. I don't know how much they care about Simone being found, but at the same time, they're in unmarked graves. So I feel like when they're starting to interact with the kids, they're like, come find us. And maybe the way for her to find them is through Simone first, but I feel like that main quest is for the kids to be found. Like, these are the kids that died there. Remember them.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I never thought of it like that, but I could totally see that because it's almost like a parallel idea too. When the husband, uh, he kicks everyone out, all the seance people out soon after, and soon after they find out about the children being poisoned and all of that. And he's like, they want money, and she's like, they didn't ask for payment. And he's like, fine, they want knowledge. They're using you to talk to ghosts, and that's like a perfect parallel to what you just said about the ghost children using Lara's grief about Simon to yeah find them, find their graves.
1: I, I found it weird that they didn't ask for money. I mean, I've never used a medium, but... They would definitely... In like, Insidious, right? They charge.
0: They should. I mean, if that's your profession... You're, 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 you're charging a I service. believe I it, but if that's what your job is, you should charge yeah. for your services. Ghost
1: hunters, let us know how much you charge.
0: I'm not going to hire you. It's just a question.
1: There's, there's a few places around here that charge me to go ghost hunt there.
0: True. I'm not sure what prompts her to do it, but she kind of picks up that find
1: i feel like she remembers the game
0: yeah okay maybe because she's
1: because now that she's like oh the kids are gonna talk to her and she's like oh they talked to simon by playing the game and then then she was like okay we're gonna play this game because she doesn't she starts doing the not yet she
0: starts
1: So first she finds the the doorknob?
0: First she goes to the list of what you mentioned. And the last clue is the doorknob because the doorknob opens. But as I said, side quest, she goes out to the shed because she cannot find a doorknob that matches it in the house. And for the record, I just wanted to say there's so many different doorknobs in this house and they're beautiful. I was obsessed. My parents' old house used to have those glass doorknobs. They had a very, it was a Victorian house. They had the tub that had the claw feet. But yeah, so she goes out to the shed and that's when she finds their bones. Mm. And then we call the police again. <laughs> so at this point, Carlos, I feel like he's just broken. He's like, I can't anymore. Leave with me. Because she keeps saying, oh, I feel ghosts, I see ghosts. There's a ghost in bed with her. And she thought it was her husband. And her husband's like, we got to go. And she's like, no, I want to stay two more days here. And in those two days, she rearranges the entire orphanage back to how it was. When she was there as a kid, she even gets into a little outfit. (laughs) And I was like, was that left there? Because I don't know where she got that. for the RP. Yeah, I was like, well, this is role play. (laughs) Okay. But this is where she does the uno, dos, tres, toca la pared. And she does it a couple of times. And then we get a shot of her, of like over her shoulder. And all the ghost children are there. And we both just went. (gasps) Well,
1: because like she does it a few times and like nothing happens. Yeah and i was like okay is it gonna happen it has to happen right it's a movie but when it does
0: yeah it's good it's creepy because you know they're not moving they're
1: dead kids
0: oh and they gonna be like they're dead still oh that's what creeped me out they're just like waiting
1: well because they're playing the game i know
0: they eventually lead her to the door under the stairs and they like trap her in there or they shut the door on her so then what does she see light coming from it
1: does she start ripping the wallpaper yeah
0: off? she does and that is the doorknob And good
1: thing she had it in her little oh yeah baggie
0: well yeah i guess if you're that's the goal of the game you gotta have it on you she opens it and it's just this huge super deep like really long stairwell and she goes down it and there's this Ball of cloth on a bed. This is Tomas's little house. There's like a little drawing station. There's a bed. And she sees this person in the bed. And then she goes over to it. And it's Simon. And he's alive. And they're having this whole conversation. It's really sad. You know, if you don't know, maybe it's really sweet, you know? But then I think that the ghost children start banging and making all of this noise. And she's like, Make them go away. You can make them go away. You're the one who's always talking to them and uh he makes him go away by revealing he's dead the cloth just like slips away and there's nothing there anymore and then you see the railing on the stairs and you realize that there's a a broken piece and there's a body there on the ground so that was the thudding like simon had fallen off the stairs and i suppose broke his neck she finds him in the mask in the tomas mask so hence my belief that he's the one that trapped her in the bathroom and he's dead it was very upsetting
1: but you knew he was dead. It's been six months. I mean, you know... Or were know, you holding on to a little bit of hope that he was still out there?
0: Listen, when you're watching a movie and...
1: Yes, it's it's still a very sad scene. I'm not saying it's not no, no, sad. No, no, I'm saying but... when you're
0: watching a movie and a character finds someone alive, it's like, I don't know, maybe the ghosts were keeping him alive. Maybe I'm not thinking about the logistics of it in that moment. But <laughs> yeah, in retrospect, it's like, how was he surviving Where was he getting water from? maybe there was maybe there was a water system down there tomas lived down there maybe there were hand food down there yeah. you know
1: oh just what so... is that little pulley thing in houses or the, ele- the the service elevator yeah so yeah maybe beninga used to send them some food
0: yeah oh but no it's heartbreaking and then she just takes a bunch of pills right
1: well because uh the kids are pl- i don't remember what image it was but i feel like him or the kids are like stay and play with us and then she's like okay i'm in order for me to do that i need to kill myself which i was like what a creepy ghost kid where you're like mom i need you to kill yourself
0: well or i need you to die he simon says he played the game too before he died i think and he won and his wish was for her to stay there for the mom to stay there and be, like, their grown-up Wendy to yeah. the lost children, stay with them forever, tell them stories all the time. And she is, like, down for it. Mm-hmm. She is super excited to do that.
1: Well, I don't know if she's super excited. I mean... She's happy. I feel like she's she's crushed. She She's in such...
0: Oh, I mean, like, like after the fact.
1: mourning that her... It's like, here you found out, hey, my child has actually been dead this whole time and so i feel like the movie is showing us that she's happy but in uh afterlife type thing where that's in what i mean yeah. irl she's destroyed
0: you think it's a decision made in grief oh you don't think it's real that's why no, no you I, don't think this actually happened you think she killed herself and that's it everyone's dead except for poor carlos all alone now well, yeah
1: I, I do think like they're dead and this is like the sp- In the spirit world or whatever.
0: So Okay. So there are ghosts to you.
1: Well, yeah. Like, I I want to... It makes it scarier if there are ghosts, right? (laughs) Like, if they're not ghosts, then it's clever storytelling. Or
0: is the void scarier? Yeah. Nothingness. Yeah, I
1: suppose. These kids are interacting with her in, like, the, the afterlife or whatever. And...
0: You know what it just reminded me of? Especially with this last scene with Carlos. Carlos had given her something for protection some yeah it
1: was like a necklace of saint something
0: something and in the end he comes back to the orphanage and he finds it on the ground and he looks through a door and smiles and that's it so it's kind of like oh he sees her you know i don't know why it took me so long to make this connection but that reminds me of the haunting of hill house when the mom wants to bring her whole family back to the house and kill them so that they can be together forever. So I'm like, no, Carlos, run. (laughs) They're going to try and kill you. So you have to stay there with them. I mean, if that's what you want, go for it. But
1: I don't remember it was like a necklace of protection or or something like it's going to help you find it because he was saying once you find Simon, you can give it back to me. So I feel like for him, it's like they found each other in the afterlife. Like they're together now. They're both. Dead.
0: Oh, you think Carlos is dead too? No, no,
1: no! I'm saying they're uh, both. Simone oh, because
0: she's saying I found him. Yeah, take it here,
1: back. Here's your necklace back.
0: That's right. I like, did say I'm that I'm with Simon,
1: so I feel like that brought him that That's why he was closure. Happy. Like they're together.
0: Get out of that house, all the same, just to make sure. <laughs>
1: or uh, you know, yeah, open or up stay. that orphanage. It might be a uh, very profitable. Who knows? I, think...
0: I don't profitable. <laughs> Yeah, that's The Orphanage. That's my thoughts. I really love it. It's very melancholy for sure.
1: It's a very eerie movie. It's very creepy. It, I, I would say if you're the kind of person that wants to watch horror but can't deal with the jump scares or the gore or the blood and the guts, like this would be a really good one to check out. Because Imagery-wise, it's beautiful, but it's not jump scare galore.
0: Yeah, there's a few but they're they're pretty well, well it's, a, it's a scary
1: movie as well so that there are those elements it is scary like to think about if you have kids i don't know maybe you'll see your kids in different ways now that you see them talking to themselves like that would freak me out i'd be like you need to stop that right now who's this name i'm gonna google it. if that's this house i'm leaving
0: you're gonna crush their imagination leave them alone <laughs> <laughs>
1: If I find out Joe used to live here and died, and now a child is talking to Joe, of all the names the child can pick...
0: You'd rather not know. You'd rather just be cuddling up to Joe every night without knowing.
1: (laughs) I guess so. Yeah, I mean, there is beauty in not knowing, right? Sure, sure. When the police come, I can be like, I don't know. I don't have to lie. Because if I do know, I have to... Am I siding with you or am I giving you away, right? That's a very big decision to make. Do I lie to the police and now I'm an accessory or do I rat? And we don't rat, but it's easier if I just, I have no idea.
0: Sure. Knowledge is a great responsibility. That, those are all my thoughts about the orphanage. You should totally watch it. It's, a, it's great. I love it. Tell us your thoughts about the film and leave any suggestions for future films you want us to discuss. And thanks for hanging out.
1: Thanks, everyone.